0: Thanks for listening to a YPC podcast. We believe God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we'd love to hear about it. Take a second to send your story to office at ypcprior.com and enjoy the message today. ...to the cross. Today I'm going to start reading in James 2, verse 14. So uh, track along with me. If you don't have a Bible, we'll put it up on the screen. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds, can such faith save them? Suppose a a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace and keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it, James says? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied, accompanied by action Is dead But someone will say you have faith I have deeds Show me your faith without your deeds And I will show you my faith By my deeds You believe that there's one God Good Even the demons believe that And shudder So here we go James chapter 2 We want to lean into this, this portion of scripture today And let me encourage you Before we get into this Don't just assume you know where we're going don't just look at the text and say, okay, he's going to talk about this, he's going to talk about this. No, 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 no. When you do that, you kind of shut yourself off to what the Holy Spirit wants to say. Yeah. Just be open. Just allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you. And I like to say this don't wish someone else was in the room to hear this message. That's a kind of, we're kind of all guilty at that. Oh, my gosh, if so and so was here, this message would set them straight. You know what I mean? Don't do that. I mean, you can encourage the podcast later if you want to, but don't just wish so bad that someone else was in the room that you miss what God wants to say to you. Right. Are you with me, friends? Yeah. You've got to turn turn it on today, all right? Turn it on. Be, be aware of the Holy Spirit in the room. Be aware that we're reading from his holy written word and lean in today. So, Father, right now we do just that. Father, we release our faith for today's message. God, we know that we know that we know that you're speaking to us, not only through your word, but by the Holy Spirit. And so, Father, we want to be those that are quick. We want to to receive it quick. We want to understand it quick. And we want to put it to work in our life quickly. So, Father, I thank you that as as we navigate through these scriptures, Father, you're showing us areas where this applies to our everyday lives. And God, we trust you for what you're doing. God, that we're growing. We're not those that just stay the same every single week, Father. Every single day, every single time we're in your word, Father, we're taking a step towards you and we're growing up spiritually, Father. And I thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, thinking about this passage of scripture. Um, reminds me of last August. So last August we were getting ready to move my youngest son Tyson to Highlands College, which is a Bible school It's the same Bible school that Taylor went to great 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 college um, And so we were getting ready to move him there and So we're packing and a friend of mine called who also pastors a church and his daughter Was also enrolled to to attend Highlands College this year and so I was like, man, are you excited? Like, here we go, we're moving our kids. It's my last born. Uh, he's still got another one, but my last born. And I'm like, man, the last one's out of the house. Like woohoo, like party, empty nest, here we go. Turn his room into a theater room, right? Like, that's what we're thinking, here we go. And, um, and so I could tell that he was like, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good. And I could tell there's something different about his voice and I'm like, bro, you, you okay? And he's like, man, honestly, he's like, I, I don't know how we're going to get there. Like, he, he pastors a church, but some pastors aren't as, how do I want to say it? Some, some, they're just at a different place. And so I'm thankful for, for you, and I'm thankful for our board of directors because you've allowed me to do this full time. Um, he has to be bivocational, which means he has a secular job outside of pastoring his church. And so he... Um, He's a contractor by trade, and uh, I don't, he had invoices out that just hadn't been paid yet, and so he was just kind of in that, that, kind of that zone where he and his family needed a little bit extra, and his invoices hadn't come in to give him that extra, and so he's like, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to get there, honestly, and you know, the temptation in that moment is for me to go, man, this is going to be costly on us. I mean, I don't know if you've ever dropped a kid off at college before. But, like, not only, like, it's 10 and a half hour drive to get there, so there's the gas down and back. I'm driving my big old pickup truck, pull a, you know, pull a building off its foundation, you know what I mean? Big engine, right? And it just sucks gas. It does not get great gas mileage. Toyota, great gas mileage? No! It is is a gas guzzler, right? And so I know I've got the gas going down and back. I've got a hotel stay for me and Tyra and Tyson until he gets into his apartment. His apartment, first and last month's rent, right? Renters insurance, all that stuff's due. They don't let you go in until you pay. And then, you know, he's never lived on his own, so he doesn't have a vacuum cleaner. He doesn't have a bottle of Windex and paper towels, right? Right? Not that he's using them, but he needed them, right? He needed them. And so I, my hopes is while he's at college, he'll go, oh, <laughs> you know, like, man, this stuff's awesome, right? Uh, that's what my hopes are. So I wanted to provide it for him. He, he had no food in his cupboard. So I know this is going to be an expense on mom and dad. And so my, my temptation was, while I'm listening to my friend talk about kind of just a struggle, like doesn't know how he's going to do it, is to is to say, yeah, bro, I feel you. Good luck with that, <laughs> right? That's my temptation. But as I'm talking to him, this scripture in James comes up. You know, if you find someone who needs clothes or you know needs is, is void of food, don't just say, well, be warm and be fed, brother. Amen. I'll pray for you, right? He says. If you have the ability to do something about it, you should do something about it, right? And so I'm talking to him, and in this moment, I'm I'm like, I don't know if you can, if you're like me, I can be wrestling with God a little bit and what he wants me to do in my heart, but still having a normal conversation with you on the phone. And so I get off the phone with him, and I said, you know what, I'm the spiritual leader of this family, and I go have a conversation with my wife. And so in that moment, and I I said, I said, uh, I said, hey, this is my friend, like, they don't know if they can make it, like, what are you... What are you thinking? The whole time, I know what she's going to say, but there was some piece of me that was hoping she'd go. Well, we kind of got our own expenses in this deal, but she said almost verbatim what James is saying right here. If you know somebody that's got a need, and you've got an ability to meet it, you should meet it. And I'm like, Well, Lord, it's going to take everything we got in our savings just to move him down there and get home. And he he said this to me. You have savings yeah, but Lord, the whole, the whole point of saving is that you save it, right? Like, like you, you save it for something, and then he didn't say anything else to me, and I knew, oh, okay, all right, I know, I know what I'm supposed to do here, and so I texted him back, and I was like, hey, man, I know his church is like ours. You can give online, and I said, if I was able to just send you money right now, like via your church website, would you be able to to pull it off and it not look bad on accounting or stuff like that. And he says, yeah, I'd I, I talk to my board of directors let them know what's going on. But you don't have to do that. That's not why I called. I know. I know. I want to do it anyway. And uh, he's like, well, this is how you do it. So so I, I get on and I move money out of my savings into my checking and I send him the money. And then, of course, we leave the next day, move Tyson down to Highlands. And he was there and he just had a skip in his step. You know what I mean? Why? Because his needs were met in that moment. And you know, when we, we he outfitted his daughter's uh, apartment as well, and he drove home, I drove home, and you know what? When he got home, but those invoices were paid, and like he, he came out of a kind of a, a, a lean place and came back over into a fat place, you know what I mean, where, where things were good. He came out of the red into the black. And I know some people are like, well, did he repay you? Oh, you're mistaken. That wasn't a loan. I gave that to him. He did not owe me for that. When you give to someone, it's as if you're giving to the Lord, and the Lord will make sure that you are repaid. Amen, everyone. Like that is, that's this scripture in real time. I sowed, that's an Aquarian term, I sowed seed into his life. Now, not only do I have seed into his life, but everything that his daughter does as a result of her education, like this is setting her up for the rest of her life. I got seed in her life. Amen? Amen? Because I invested in that. Well, James says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? The King James Version says, if you say you have faith, but you don't show it, your actions, what good is it? And I know what some people are like. Pastor, we're we going to talk about faith again this weekend. Yes, we are, because you can't get, you cannot read the Bible and not see faith all the way through it, cover to cover. Faith is who we are. We are faith people. It's who we are. And some people, you know, they they're kind of ashamed of that. you're, you're one of those faith people, aren't you? Uh, No, I am not ashamed to say that I am believing God for every single person in my church to come up financially I am not ashamed to say that I believe that the Word of God says that every single person that came to Jesus Go read it for yourself For healing left healed I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen, everyone? I will stand on it, and I don't have to make excuses for it. why it's not working in someone else's life. They're not my responsibility. I'm my responsibility. You are my responsibility. So I'm going to do everything I can to teach you about faith. Now, the Bible says this, you know, in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. He says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed. Are we ashamed of the gospel, friends? No. No. Thank you. (laughs) Not ashamed of the gospel. Because, why? It is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Who believes? First to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For the gospel, the, gospel, the right, for in, this, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. Amen. Like you want, you want the word of God revealed to you. You want to see things that you've never seen before. You should not be in church today and be bored. You should not be in church today and not feel, sense, get something from the presence of God, from his holy word. If that's happening, it's not on him and it's not on me. It's on you. Because the gospel is the power of God, the Bible says, that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed a, right, uh, a righteousness that is by faith, from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous, who's the righteous? We are. Well, according to Romans, the righteous will live by faith. Amen. Not just prayer, prayer in faith, not just believe God in one area of your life in faith, but according to Romans, you will live by faith Man. there used to be a song we used to sing in the church I grew up I walk by faith each step by f- alright you guys don't know that song <laughs> the scripture reference that this that Romans is pointing to is actually found in Habakkuk chapter 2 now this is an Old Testament scripture but if the cross didn't change it then the Old Testament scriptures stand are you with me friends Man like sacrifices, the cross changed that. We don't have to do sacrifices anymore. Thou shalt not murder, still stands. Okay, the cross did not change that. So this is one of those scriptures that the cross didn't change. In fact, Romans is pointing back to Habakkuk here. And Habakkuk says in chapter two, verse four, behold, uh, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just, shall live by his faith. Now, notice something very specific here. We have a tendency to read Scripture and blow right past things. The just shall live by his faith. Now, the Bible was written primarily assuming that dudes would be reading it, so that's why it uses the pronoun his. We could say, we could say this and not take anything away from it. The righteous shall live by their faith, Amen. their faith, not Jesus's faith, yeah. not your parents' faith, yeah. not the pastor's faith, the righteous will live by your faith, Amen. his faith, their faith, and I know what a lot of people, are, a lot of people say this, they say, why does it, I don't want it to be dependent on my faith, yeah. I, don't, I don't want it to be this way. And, you, and I've heard people say this to me. Why does it have to be so hard? It's not hard. We make it hard. I mean, think about this. You know, a lot of us have children. Summertime is coming. Praise the Lord. And so we, you know, when our kids were little, we put those little blow-up little floaties on their arms. You know what I mean? They walk around like this because they can put their arms down because it's got these floaties on. And we're in the pool, and we, they're up on the side of the pool. They want to get in the water, right? But they don't know how to get in the water. And you're like, just jump. <coughs> just jump. Daddy will catch you. You know what I mean? And so there's that whole little moment, like, do I trust Dad? Like, that water's deep. Like, I don't know about this. And see, there's not one child that thinks to themselves, you're going to drop me. No, they trust that when they take this jump, when they take this leap, you're going to catch them. And then you, being a good mom or dad, like you are, especially if it's the first time they do it, like you catch them and you don't even let their head go underwater. Right? You're like, poof! (laughs) You know what I mean? It's the same way with God. He's the very same. He ain't going to let, it's not like God says, don't jump, trust me. Jump, sucker. no, no. No, he wants you to trust him. It's not hard. We make it hard. God's like, just trust me in this. The just shall live by his faith. I'll show you. It's all the way through the scriptures. You can see this. Mark chapter 9. I'll throw this one up on the screen. This is the King James Version. Uh, Jesus is there. He touched uh, their eyes, saying according to your faith your faith according not to jesus's faith according to your faith the bible says be it unto you i'll give you another scripture jesus over in luke chapter 8 is trucking along with his disciples gets in a boat going to sail to the other side They're doing like this traveling ministry, right? And him and his 12 disciples and a bunch of other people, and they go from town to town, from city to city. And so we see this in Luke chapter 8, verse 22. And now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said to them, let's go over to the other side of the lake. Now, it wasn't just like, you know, Lake Hudson. It was was a big lake, right? And uh, it's not like you could walk around it. They had to get in a boat. They had to get to the other side, okay? Um, and they launched forth. But as they sailed, he, being Jesus, fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake. And they were all filled with water, okay? So, like, so water's coming into the boat, like they, you can imagine, freaking out, okay? And as, they, as he fell asleep, there came the storm, the wind, the lake, they were filled with water, and we're in jeopardy, the Bible says. Like this baby's going down. Okay? And they came to him, but I find it interesting, is sleeping through the whole thing. Right? Wind, tornadoes, lightning, water splashing into the boat. Jesus is cool. Like he is out. And awoke him saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose rebuked the wind and the raging of the water and they ceased and there was a calm. and he said to them, fellas, where's your faith? Where's your faith? And I know we look at this and we think of Jesus and he's the son of God and of course he could calm the wind and the rain and Of course he could do that. No, 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 no. Don't let your religious background interject here. He's the son of God. He was the son, and he is the son of God. But the Bible is very specific that when he came from heaven to earth, he left his godship and all of his power in heaven. Go read it. Like, I ain't making that up. He left all of his divinity, all of his Godhead, all of his power in heaven. Now, he was still the son of God, but he walked the earth, the Bible says, as a man. He had to believe God just like you and I get to. And so what he did is, so he stood up in that day and he was like, you guys just saw my faith. I have to do it just like you do. I trust that when I do this, God's going to move. Where's your faith? They had been in some meetings with Jesus up at this point. They had seen him do some amazing things. And Jesus had said, greater works than these will you do because I go to the Father. In other words, you can do everything that I can do and greater things than these. We could say it this way, more than I'm doing because I'm going on to heaven. You all stand here. Are you with me, friends? Jesus is kind of getting in their case right here, right? Right? There is a lot of people who claim to be Christian and say they have faith, but you can't tell it by listening to them. You can't tell it. They say one thing, but they actually believe and therefore do something completely different. Let's go back to James. James chapter 14. What good is it I told you James was pretty cut and dry. Like he just says it like it is. What good is it? My brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds, can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs. What good is that, James says? What good is it if you know a need and have some form of an ability to do something about it, but don't do anything about it? James is calling us all out on this one. Now, I know what you're thinking, well, brother, there's no way we could meet all the needs of the world. I get that. Which is why we are led, but most of us don't even pray about it. We hear about a need. It's like my friend on the phone. I'm like, yes, sorry. Don't even pray about it. Don't even ask, Lord, you, do you want me to do something about this? Because we're afraid of what God's going to say. And if we don't pray about it, then we're not at fault, or are we? Are you with me, friends? People didn't shout first service either. There was no one going, "Woo, that's good. You know what I mean? Because I'm talking about giving. Uh, James is actually talking about giving. But the Bible says that I'm not James, okay? Don't blame me for what James is like. This is just where we are in the chapter, all right? James says, what good is it? You know, if you know as as a church, like family, we're, we're... really trying to make a difference in the foster care arena of our, of our kind? Right. What good is it to know that we need you know, outfits for them? I'm talking like a $7.99 outfit from Walmart, brand new, tag still on it. What good is it to know that we need those but not even consider it? Right. Are you with me? Yeah. Not even consider helping at our festival. Like someone else will do that. I'm sure God will move on them, right? Man. James is calling us out. He's calling us all out. What good is that? What good is is to is to desire and know that like we get into this new space and when you're over there and you see that you're gonna be like oh man I can't wait till we get it in the auditorium but don't give towards it. The Bible says what good is that like we want we genuinely want these things to happen but we're not gonna get involved in it. What good is it to know that a coworker is going through a tough time, but not even consider. Helping them. Well, they need like a $1,000 for their mortgage. All I've got is a $10 bill. Listen, if they ain't got nothing and you have $10, that's something. That's lunch today. That's, that's diapers for their little one. Well, not if you buy the big pack. Hey, they'll buy the little pack because the next blowout that kid has, they'll be ready, right? It buys them some time to believe God for some more. Right? It, it'll buy them formula. It'll, it'll put gas in their tank so they can get home and back again the next day. It buys them time. Don't, don't fail to esteem what you do have. Don't think you can't do anything. That $10 goes a long way. Verse 17, in the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. Now, God is interested in all of these things happening for you if you live by faith. The Bible says, someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. King James says, action. Show me your faith without deeds or action, and I'll show you my faith by my deeds or what I do. You believe that there's one God, good, even the demons believe that and shudder. Faith, according to the scripture, we're gonna set some people free here if you'll listen. Faith takes action. Faith takes steps. Now for Tyra and I and for the church, we are believing God for increase in our personal lives. We're believing God for increase as, as a church. And this is what we know. We know, and again, I said this already. Thank you guys for allowing me to, to do this full time. But my paycheck that the board of directors writes me every week is not my source. Go with me. Well, is that, is that, is that your paycheck? Yeah. Is that what, how you're paying your bills? I mean, that's part of it. The investments that we have as a family, that is not my source. God is my source. Now go with me. Every one of you that assumes that your career, your place of employment, is your primary source of increase, and you put your faith and expectation on that, if that were to go away, you're left with nothing. But when God is your source and your provider, if that goes away... God still takes care of you. God still makes sure your bills are paid. Amen. One door closes, another door opens. But it's all believed. Do you actually believe that? We actually believe that this is what God does. He is our provider. We also understand the power of sowing and reaping. If you plant a seed, it's gonna produce a harvest. We get that. Galatians chapter six, this is a spiritual term. It says, don't be deceived, God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. We've always heard that in the negative sense. You're gonna reap what you sow. You're gonna reap what you sow. Well, what if you sow good stuff? You're gonna reap what you sow, (laughs) right? I wanna reap what I sow. Like that's the point of sowing. I want things to happen in my life. People use that in a negative way. He's talking to the Galatians who were an agrarian society. So Paul used anything he could to help them understand. He used weeds, seeds, dirt, mud, whatever he could use to make his point so they could see it. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life you spend your dime all day long sowing into your life trash when your bucket gets bumped what comes out it's what you're full of are you with me and your bucket will get bumped someone will kick you the wrong way and something will splash out is it going to be faith or is it going to be reality tv moving right along if you sow to your spiritual life god's word worship true friends you'll reap those areas in your life. This applies to your finances as well. James just happens to be talking about this area of our life. The Bible says the tithe actually belongs to the Lord. Anything over the tithe is seed. It's seed in the ground. And I know some people are like, bro, I can't even tithe. No, 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 you can because the Lord says you can. But he also says if you don't have any seed, ask the Lord who gives you seed. We believe in seed time and harvest. The Bible says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Now, we as a family, I'm not telling you you have to do this. This is between you and Jesus, okay? But for us as a family... We're believing to up our 2020 giving as a family. We are looking for ways to give more and more. This is something I wished I would have figured out in my 20s and my 30s. I had no idea how much today we would be living in the harvest from the seeds we sowed yesterday in the days gone by. If I could have seen how much we are living this blessed life today as a result of the seeds we sowed back then, I would have given more. I would have given, I would have looked for ways to give more. We can't eat all our seed just because we're hungry right now. You guys know our sir, I told you last week, like Tyra and I, we, we were believing God to put a big fat chunk of money down on the, on the future facility. We, we had sold the house, we were buying a new house, and you know, the goal is, is to, to pay that thing off. And the temptation is to be like, eh, someone else will give, I'm just gonna put all this money on this house. The Lord will understand. And see, a lot of people say that. They may never say it out of their mouth, but they'll say it. The Lord understands my predicament. Does he? Or did he put it in his word for a reason? Are you with me, friends? Yeah, first service, didn't shout either. So, So, if I had any clue, if I had any clue, the life we would be living now, then, because of the seed we had in the ground, I would have given more then. So now we are sowing like nobody's business. Like we are in the top 10% of the givers of this church. I want to be in the top 2% of the givers in this church. There are a lot of people who make more money than I do, but I'm giving, I'm trusting God and we're watching. And now we're living in the blessing. I told you we went to this conference last week, right? Had a guy who doesn't even hardly know me, sent me a check for $500. Hey, I heard you're going to a conference this week. We want to pay for your airfare. Like I told you, I have savings, I'm good. I didn't necessarily need it, but just because you don't need it doesn't mean God doesn't want to give it to you anyway. That's right. Send me a check for $500, paid for my airfare to the conference and back. We get to the rental counter where we had reserved our rental car, right? And the, uh, the rental person behind the desk was like, hey, so we don't have your size of car that you rented, so we're gonna give you a complimentary upgrade and gave us a brand new Jeep which if you know anything about Tyra, she is all about Jeeps. In fact, this is how ridiculous, who's, she's not in the service if so I can say this. This is how ridiculous Tyra is. She knew we were gonna be in the sun in Florida, so she didn't have, she forgot to bring a hat, so she got online and sent a hat, a Jeep hat, to our Airbnb where we were going before we were there, right, and it was a Jeep hat, so she, she's already done this. This is how good God is. I get to the rental car or the rental counter. She, this is kind of how we do You go get the bags, I'll get the car. The line to the car is typically longer for the lines of the bags. So she goes get the bags, I get the car. I get to the car. He's like, hey, you're going to have to have a Jeep. I'm like... He's like, you good with that? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm good with that. And you know, cause I know how much she loves it. And so I've got this Jeep fob in my pocket and I go back to find her at the, at the baggage claim and I'm like, no! Oh! and she's like, she just thought I was happy to be in Florida because it's snowing here, you know what I mean? And so she just thought I was happy to be in Florida. We start walking down, we've got our luggage and I'm just like whistling, you know, man, isn't the sun great, you know? And we get down there and she's like what car did we get and i'm the whole time i'm i've got my thumb on the fob in my pocket i'm wanting to get in front of the jeep and they go you know what i mean and uh but she asked me too quick and so i'm like oh we're in we're in you know because they mark them we're in 130 and so she's like 128 129 one. did we get the jeep and i'm like we got the jeep baby we got the jeep and so again we're living under the blessing of god we, we, we got a, like a, an Airbnb that looks like some kind of little Tuscan cottage for cheaper than you could have stayed at the Days Inn because God's blessing us. Are you with me? Yes. I, I, we got invited to come and eat with the ministers after the conference. We got, you know, they have this special back room that no one's allowed to go to. We got invited twice. They're serving prime rib back there. You know what I mean? We got to sit with the Dons. We got to sit with them and hang out. And then I sat at the table right next to Mylon Lefevre. And you guys were like, who's that? Mylon Lefevre was like this 70s rocker, right? And wrote a song for Elvis Presley, found Jesus, and is now doing his thing for the Lord, right? And so we're hanging out. He's like, hey, brother, can I get your cell phone? "Uh, Well, yeah, yeah, like... um. What's, yeah, he's like, well, I'm just going to send you my cell phone number, and so, like, I have Mylon LeFevre's number in my phone, we text, <laughs> he, he called me, he, he wanted, he just called me out of the blue one day, hey, brothers, Mylan Mylon Febvre. hey, Mylon, you know what I mean, what's up, man, I just want to say, Christy and I so enjoyed our time with you, we feel like we've known you for like 10 years, we love you and your wife, and we're about to get on a plane. We've got to go shoot tw- you know, t- 10 episodes of my TV show. It's going to be awesome. But we just want to call you and let you know real quick. We love you. Uh-huh. Love you too, Mike. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, he's mine to me now. So. <laughs> but I'm telling you, guys, I don't tell you half of the stuff that God's doing in our life. Because I don't want you rolling your eyes at me going, okay, Pastor, you're blessed. We get it. Right? Why? We're living in the harvest of the seeds we sowed yesterday in times gone by. This is just what happened last week. There's already stuff happening for us this week. God is already moving. Why? Do you say this to brag? No. I'm telling you this because this God is not a respecter of persons. He did it for me. He'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. If I'd known this then. Let me, while I'm on this, let me tell you something else we're learning in this season. It takes faith to sow, but it also takes faith to reap. Yeah. We assume that the work is over, if you want to call it work, the effort, the faith, the believing is over when we sow the seed. How many farmers do I have in the room? Anybody farming? Anybody got a garden? you got a f- vegetable garden? Okay, so you know this. When your tomatoes come up, do they just jump off the vine and find their way to your kitchen? Or do you got to go out there and, and pluck them? You got to go out there and get them. You got to go get it. You got to bring it in. Every farmer will tell you S- the sowing part is effort, but there's effort to the reaping part as well. Well, what is that? This this will set some of you free because you're like, I don't know why it didn't work. I don't know why God's not doing it. Because you're not reaping the harvest. There is provision all around you. But just like it took you faith to sow it, it takes you faith to receive it and bring it in. See yourself with it. If you're in real estate, see yourself selling those houses. If you're in sales, see the people coming to you. Claim the favor of God. Wherever I go, the light of God's favor shines on me. I just make deals. I just make deals. I just make deals. And believe it. Believe it. Don't just say it. Believe it. Because that's what faith is. I just make deals. I just make deals. Are you with me, friends? Why are you making it about money, preacher? James. James is making it about money. James is the one talking about it. You have to believe it. You have to expect it. Expect, listen. Every time you sow, not tithe. We're not talking about tithing. That already belongs to him. Every time you sow a seed over and above your tithe. I ain't time to get into this, but the tithe, the Bible says bring the tithe to the storehouse where you get fed. If this is your church, bring it here. And anything over that Bible says, trust me, put a seed in the ground. See what I do with it. I, I sow big whopper chunks now. I'm expecting my house to be paid off. Look, you can't talk me out of it. Your place, church, just so you guys know, we sowed a big whopper chunk into a ministry last week in the South Pacific. It is, when when Jesus said, "Go," go to the uttermost parts of the world, it says not uttermost, plural, parts, plural, uttermost part of the world. When you look at the South Pacific, you can't get too much past uttermost part. And there's a ministry there that is reaching islands that have, they have never seen a white person in their life. They went to an island a few months ago. They had never heard about Jesus. Got this big old ship, put a bunch of Bible school students on it who are training right there in Samoa. Not American Samoa, Samoa, Samoa. They're training there. And they're believing God to pay off or to buy their, their, their facility. They've been meeting in the same place for 28 years, and it's never been for sale. Recently, the owners came to them and said, okay, you you can buy it if you want it. We're we're in a position, we need to sell it. It was gonna be $2.5 million to believe it, but if they could find 1.2, they could get half of it. It secures it to them. And so last week, it was brought up, and then, Tyra and I just felt like, man, if we sow from our future facilities into that, same seed, same kind of thing, harvest, we're trying to, we're believing to pay this off. We believe that we'll get a return. Had an unction, text a couple of people, got to do it. So we sow as a church a big whopper chunk into that. We are believing that that is paid for in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen? Why? Because we, we're trusting. And you watch it happen. You watch it happen. Because God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sees, that or sows, that will he reap. I got to go, but listen, there's one more thing I want to share with you. Third service people are like, hey, park. Second service people need to go home. Not really. So many of us, we showed up today hoping someone gives us a Pentecostal handshake. <laughs> you know what a Pentecostal handshake is, right? I don't know why the Pentecostals get, you know, like get credit for it. It's a, it's a handshake. It's only, it's only three fingers because the other two fingers are holding a $100 bill. And so when they shake your hand, you're like, what is, oh, 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 yeah, Okay. Thank you. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then later you're like, whoo, glory. You know what I mean? So many, we showed up today hoping that that happens to us. God, someone's got to, someone's got to pay our bills, man. If someone doesn't give us money, we're going down. They're going to shut it off. They're going to do something. We live that way. This all changed for us. As for me, we want to be the lenders, not the borrowers. Right, we want to be the givers. I'm not just walking around hoping someone takes care of me. God takes care of me. Right, and he may use someone to do it, but He takes care of me. Right. and My focus is on Him. Don't walk around expecting someone else to take care of you. That's right. Don't walk around hoping that someone gives you money. Don't get on your Facebook and be like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh. man, I wish people loved God. Give me money." Amen. Something something changes. this guy I would consider a spiritual father in my life said this to me. He was, um, said it to a group of us. He had just, he and his wife had just bought a brand new Jeep Cherokee. It's been years ago. Had all the bells and whistles on it. They had a payment on it. And he was believing God to pay it off. And he knew that his income would not pay it off. You know, he was going to, he was going to ride out that full loan. But was believing God to pay it off. And was praying, Lord, move on, someone to pay off our car. And the Lord showed him this scripture. Just, he says he didn't hear an audible voice. just came up in his heart. Matthew chapter 7. I'm going to read out of the King James because it says it exactly the way I wanted to say. It. Verse 12. Therefore, all things, all things, whatsoever you would that men should do to you. Like I, I really want someone to, to do this for me whatsoever you want people to do for you, you do it first. You do even so to them for this is the law and the prophets. Have you ever given money randomly to somebody? I'm not saying you have to pay off their car, but have you ever done that? Because we want it to happen to us. But according to Matthew, Jesus is like, hey, if you want that stuff to happen for you, go first. And so he says, he was reading that, and he says, praying about it, Lord, I really want this car taken care of. And the Lord quickened that scripture to him. He's like, well, I don't know anybody who's, who I can help them with their car. I kind of need my car taken care of. And the Lord said he impressed upon him, this minister that he knew of, and he says he was in a meeting and he saw the minister. And He's like, brother, come here for a second. He's like, I know this is going to sound crazy, but do you owe money on that car you drive? He's like, yeah, I owe money on it. He's like, can I ask how much do you owe? He's like, well, there's only $3,300 left on it. He was like, because yeah. he knew if it was 33000 he's still responsible for paying it. You know what I mean? And he's like, okay. Uh, and listen, the Lord's just doing something here, but can I ask how much is your monthly car payment? He had a car payment on his car. How, how much is your payment? Because he didn't have $3,300 to just pay the guy's car off. And see, that's what we think. We think, why well, I ain't got that kind of money to do that. No, 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 no. Pay attention. What can you do? How much is your, how much is your monthly payment? Oh, we pay about $300 a month. Alright, well, we don't have $300 extra, but if you'll look, lock your faith with mine, my wife and I are believing God for an extra $300 every month, and we're going to give it to you so you can pay that car off. And so, again, believe God with us, but we want to give you an extra, or at least $300 so for your payment. So you don't, have to, you don't have to make that payment anymore. So to him, essentially, the car's paid off if he's not making payments on it. And you lock your faith with mine. He says, they did that. He says, it took them 11 months, and they paid that car off. They paid that car off. He says, it wasn't a couple of months after that. He was on place where he works. He says, he was there. It was raining. He was running to his car. And about that time, he heard someone call his name. Hey, hey, hey. he looks back and of course it's raining you know how it rains in oklahoma and uh, the guy comes up and is like hey i just saw you just how's things (laughs) things are well we're getting wet (laughs) you know what i mean he's like yeah yeah i know the lord just told me to do that and gave him the old pentecostal handshake right and when he did he, he there was a check in his hand he's like god bless you and he took off he gets in his car Soaks the water, you know, shakes the water off, opens the check. That soggy check was almost to the penny, the payoff on his car. Amen. Amen. He says, in fact, it was a little bit over. Payoff for his car. He went to the bank the next day, cashed the check, paid his car off because that's what he was believing God for. Friends, this works. And you're too late to talk me out of it. If you believe. If you trust God. Father, we are so thankful for your word. Father, we want to be those that are the lenders, not the borrowers. As far as it is for the people of your place, church. God, we don't have to start big. Use us where we're at. We, may, we might not can afford to pay someone's payment, but we can afford to put some gas in someone's car. Maybe we can afford to pay their insurance this month. Maybe we can do something, Father. Pay their utility bill at their house. Father, we don't want to be those that just look for people to take care of us. We want to be those that are generous. What good is it if you claim to have faith but no action. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for ministering to us today. We allow this word to work in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to a YPC podcast. Visit our website at ypcprior.com to hear more.